0: What is up, dudes? What is up, dude?
1: Buenos tardes.
0: (laughs) Welcome back, fellas. We're back. It's good to be back. How was the trip? (laughs) Man. For those that don't know, you uh, just got back from Spain for two weeks. We did.
1: We lived many lifetimes. I'm I'm a different person. My name is Brayon instead of Brayden now. Um, I think Garrett's. what was it, Garay or something? I don't even know how it went but uh i feel like a different person let's be honest
2: (laughs) yeah that was uh that was a trip of a lifetime right there that was that was to this day my favorite vacation i've ever been on wow uh food was excellent uh just scenery was excellent we just had we had a great time i can say the same garrett that was a blast
1: highly recommend if anyone wants to make the jump go to spain do it Sweet. We
2: got a we got a great little itinerary to share for you guys too. It's uh, man, we we, uh, we plan that thing out well, Braden. Nice job, <laughs> crushed
0: it. No, I am very jealous. Team effort. Um, yeah, I think that we we've, we've got a good show lined up here too. We got Keaton joining for his <laughs> third week in a row. Yeah, Take a little trash, kind of bring the gang back together, real check in, see where we're at, and I am I, gonna have some shots tonight. <laughs> I, I've got I've
2: got some things to say, Let's and the fir- and the first one might come as a little bit of a surprise. Um, and, and I might I might be totally off base here, but I'm going to do it anyway, Braden. <laughs> this one's targeted at you. <laughs> All right, here we go. Please tell me by this point in time you've heard the last two podcasts. I have, and okay. I was okay. Actually,
1: it's a missum. <laughs> some slight response but I'm, I'm
2: curious what you have to say i was gonna be i was like 75 sure you hadn't <laughs> and i was about to just bring it on you and to be like <laughs> unacceptable <laughs> but you have so i was totally off base i'm glad you heard it because it's this is an important episode we're coming back a lot happened these last two weeks. A lot, and we get Keaton on here tonight. Like Keaton's going to be on for a good chunk of this podcast, so a lot's going to unfold. And I'm, I'm, I, I, I just needed to make sure that you had seen it and or heard it, and I'm, and I'm glad you have.
1: I did. I made that that an emphasis point. And I had to say, you know, I heard that first comment by Keaton that that he felt like the you know alpha me out, and I just had to say, you did a valiant job. Uh, at in the pod and it's kind of similar to you know elijah mitchell i mean last year and jeff wilson you know you're like jeff wilson you come in you're a dependable guy you absolutely crush it but then when the when the starter comes back in you know you just sit back and relax have some gatorade but i know you took it back later i just uh, <laughs> had to throw that out there but no i'm i'm excited to have keaton on for round three here and uh it's good to be back
2: and I'll save the rest of my shots for later, but I'm so glad you had to hear the last few episodes.
0: They were important. They were big episodes. Yeah, a lot of, lot of background story, really culminating in this uh, this three-episode uh, extravaganza, really. Um, speaking of extravaganzas, um, we'll have to talk about uh, serial combinations that Keaton and I were doing the, the last couple weeks. We'll figure out if there's uh, there's things in the future with that. But uh, I mean, I know
2: without a doubt that I will not go the rest of this year without trying the Golden Grams Reese's pieces, Reese's puffs, Reese's yes. puffs cereal. It's, like <laughs> it, 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 it absolutely has to happen, and it has to be right next to the um, Waffle Crisp.
0: Oh, and, and, and light and, or uh, Waffle Crisp and Cinnamon, Cinnamon Toast Toast Crunch. Crunch. Yeah, they
2: have to be right next to each other. I need to know
0: which one is better, and I need to be a part of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Keaton said after we determine which one's better, we're going to combine all four. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it, it sounded like a brilliant plan. Yeah.
1: Well, now I feel like we got to try golden Graham's and Reese's pieces. Cause you might've just unlocked a whole new thing football. here, Garrett. I don't, I don't know.
0: That, that could be a good, good uh, I, candy. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm very excited for this. All right. All right. I think it's time that we just get into football. Let's things that have happened. Um, we'll start out with our puff puff pieces, uh, fun, fun stories or things that popped up over the last week. Uh, I don't know. I I feel like the favorite video I saw over the last week, Mike McDaniels was in the post game interview where Miami just barely beat the bears. And uh, he's talking about Justin Fields. And he's like, why, why were you yelling at him? He's like, I just wanted him to stop scrambling. And it was pretty irritating because he didn't listen at all. Dude, Mike McDaniels is the
2: coolest coach of all time. He's like, that is the most chill bro coach to ever coach in the NFL. I don't think it's, Possible to get on his level. He's so cool.
1: One hundred percent. His del- his deadpan delivery too. Like he-, he said something too along the lines of he's like no one told me it was windy in in the city, so I could use a heads up, guys or something. Was- the delivery is just perfect. Like if anyone else would have said it, it would have sounded corny as heck. But he just nailed it.
0: Yeah, Mike Daniel, great guy. and I mean, speaking of fields, he put he put up almost forty three fantasy points last week. Save Monster Braden rushing, but. <laughs> Yeah, that was a conscious decision to start him.
1: Live. But I could have never Rated, guessed it would have been your, like that.
2: Your quarterback scored thirty more points than my quarterback this week. <laughs> thirty. <laughs> Pretty impressive. Which,
1: which is crazy considering that Herbert matchup, but I'm yeah, it saved my saved my ass. Worked well
0: for you. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, other things in the NFL. The Colts fired Frank Reich and hired Jeff Saturday. That's gonna be wild. a shit show, dude. I'm I'm <laughs> excited
2: for that. I I, I cannot <laughs> wait. Uh, Jeff Saturday's like like entrance into the coaching in his first interview. It's so wild, wild.
0: I cannot wait for this thing. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Um. And then yeah, the Packers are on a five game losing streak preseason. If you would have said that they lose four out of five except they actually lost all five, to the Giants, Jets, Commanders, Bills, and Lions. I mean, four of those teams you had no high hopes for <laughs> preseason, and now the Packers are losing to them. Great. <laughs> Love it. And then, Have I, I, I who, who had the last peeps uh, of the week I,
2: I wrote this in here because it was all over uh, Fantasy Football, Twitter, Fantasy Football, Reddit the last couple of days. Um, so... It must have been Fox News. I don't know who it was. I mean, who else would interview Donald Trump at this point? (laughs) They interviewed Donald Trump. They're talking about the elections. They're talking about just like these different governors, whatever, whatever. And he's like, well, I think if they win, I should get all of the credit. And if they lose, I shouldn't be blamed at all but it'll probably just be the opposite. <laughs> and the reason that it was so relevant is because that's every single fantasy football owner. <laughs> like if they win, it's all on me. If they lose, that's their own damn fault. I had nothing I had nothing to do with that. And <laughs> uh, so that's been going around about how every owner feels um every week in fantasy and
0: I think it was uh, a great quote. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh uh, yeah, that's good. Um Looking at just things that have happened in waivers, quickly gloss over it. I mean, there's not a lot of great pickups, season winners that we feel yet, but Chuba Hubbard is playing tonight. He's coming back from injury. Greg Dulcich, he's kind of breaking out, but it's just a tight end, whatever. And on a bad offense. Yeah, I mean, Moody was on the waiver wire. He's kind of trending up now, but. Um, I was, I was surprised to see some of the players that are getting dropped in leagues right now. I mean, I've been guilty of it. Now Braden is too, but AJ Dillon is out there on, on a lot of waiver wires. Wow.
1: I finally tossed sure. him the towel and was like, I, I don't even care. Like, even if he bites in the butt, like what? I, I don't even care at this point. It's someone else's landmine. <laughs> yeah.
0: Damn. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that. Daryl Henderson, he's kind of fallen from graces. I
2: picked up Damian Harris this week. Yeah. I, I wasn't mad about it. I mean, he's oh. he's been injured. Um, a, a, am I expecting RB2? No, but if I get it,
1: great. Totally. No,
2: I went for Bacheco. He, he, he's, he's, he's right in that same – yeah, he, they're all right in that same field. Daryl Henderson, Damian Harris, A.J. Dillon. Totally. I mean,
0: pick your poison.
2: Pacheco, yeah. I mean, they're. I mean, could they score you twelve? Sure, but they're they're probably going to score you four. We're just <laughs> right. taking dart throws at this point, and I mean,
1: Damian's always been a dependable guy, but that that was a big reason why I dropped Dylan. I don't think I would have just dropped him, but I thought Pacheco still, you know, last week wasn't a good indicator just because that Tennessee run D is
2: crazy. Um so had I known, know I, I would have traded I would have traded Pacheco for Dylan straight up.
0: You I figured up. I thought about that later. but I thought <laughs> about that later.
1: Him. And oh, and you Zach give up also, when you're
0: my
2: guy.
1: Is it right? I also taught uh I, I threw out an offer to Zach for AJ Dylan. I was not planning on dropping it on him when I sent that trade offer, so don't think of me as some scoundrel just trying to trade guys before I drop him. That was not our fantasy. <laughs>
0: No, nah, no, nah, that, that I, I didn't get the vibe at all. I was just, I feel like my response was like, yeah, I dropped him. You're like, oh, I guess I could probably drop him too. <laughs> yeah, that, that <laughs> gave that. me permission. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I kind of wanted to skip over any trade talk until maybe later and, and just get right into our budding stars. Yeah, if Keaton's going to be on, I, I'd
2: like to save it for then. Need- Sounds but good. But we need to talk about it. I'm not, I, I will not <laughs> go through this entire
0: pod without, without. talking about trades. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a big part of this podcast is trade talk. But before we get into that, Let's do our budding stars. Um, we talk about guys that are owned in less than 50% of leagues and less than 25% of leagues that we think you should stash on your bench. They might break out. You know, it's, it's a guy that you should you should pick up if you have the space. Garrett, you want to hit us off with your first guy?
2: Yeah, I don't think that this is a, a great group. Um, there's a few guys out there that uh, we're not going to talk about tonight. Kenyon Drake, Chuba Hubbard, Kadarius Toney, maybe worth a dart throw. Um the guy that's proved that he could be good this year, um, and has had a few good games, is Jahan Dotson. Hate the quarterback situation, unless Carson Wentz comes back, I guess, but would he even play at this point? I mean, it's not like Tyler Heineke's good, but either way, Jahan Dotson uh, started off the year pretty hot. I mean, people love rookie wide receivers at the end of the year. Everybody's super pumped about Jamison Williams, like, why not Jahan Dotson coming back from injury? He'll be back this week. It's a dart throw, but might hit yeah got a chance totally Braden
1: yeah I went for everyone's darling this week Greg Dulcich uh I just think he's a guy that they've, they've shown that he's really um you know he's been getting a lot of deep targets surprisingly which you don't see a lot from tight ends plus he's a rookie whenever a rookie's producing like this you got to take notice so I think he, I think he's a solid pickup for sure
0: um and I agree. Greg D has been the best tight end to break out the last few weeks. Um, I broke the rules this week, and I chose two players in, owned in less than 25%. I it. you did that. Because 50% wasn't that beautiful. And so the two guys I had as a, as a potential stash, uh, Jalen Warren uh, of the Pittsburgh Steelers and Wandale Robinson uh, from the uh, New York Giants. With Jalen Warren, it's mainly because I'm a, a scared Najee owner, and he <laughs> could take over that backfield because he's, he's had better stats. Um, but his his name's kind of cooled down a little bit, so I've, I've taken my deep breath, and I feel like is still the guy until he isn't. Um, but uh, then Wandale Robinson, I brought his name up in the past. This is it. This is the last week I'm going to talk about him. If he's bad, throw him away. But they're coming off a bye. Um, I think the rookie wide receiver is the, the talk of the town, Wando Robinson from, from the New York Giants. I can't give up on for at least one more week. Now, you do need to understand who his quarterback is
2: <laughs> Danny Dimes. That quarterback does he not missed. support anybody. His name's <laughs> Dimes. Dimes. Come
1: on, Danny Dimes. He throws Dimes. Dimes.
0: Thank you. Raiden, who you got?
1: <laughs> uh, I went for. It's surprising that he's less than 25% owned, but uh, Rashad White, um, there's been a lot of murmurs in general just about him taking on more of a workload with Leonard Fournette. And I wouldn't expect him to necessarily be, just become the guy, but I do think, you know, anytime you can find a, a young guy in ascending offense and maybe there's a chance that he does take over, but he's a good, great stash.
2: Uh, I put Donovan Peoples-Jones. I think that uh, this Browns offense has been pretty good. I think Donovan Peoples-Jones is a flex play this week, uh, given their matchup against Miami and how people have been scoring on them and probably going to be a shootout. Um, But he's getting Deshaun Watson back. I think Week 12 is going to be rough. uh, But I think Weeks 13 through 17, maybe even 14 through 17, that offense is going to be just humming with Deshaun Watson coming back.
0: Um, So I I like Donovan Peoples-Jones. It'd be a good pick, A Spicy pick this week, long term, and definitely could be there. But it's time to get into trade talk, and there's no better person to talk trades with than uh our guest host for the last two weeks, uh Keaton Rush. Are, are you are you there, sir? Well, good afternoon. Good
3: evening. I don't know what time it would be in Spain right now, but uh well it'd be really late at night. Um How are we? How are we doing, boys?
2: Oh man, we are great. I'm feeling fantastic. Uh, we, 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 we've given our little Spain update already. Uh, okay. so you'll have to listen to it when you, when we get back on here. Okay. Uh, but okay. we do need to let you know, quick, you held down the fort. You did a great job. <laughs> uh, I think, I think we should also save Braden's comment that he said about it for later too. So you listen to the pod tomorrow, then you can text us what you think about our intro. <laughs> oh, no. I'm nervous. You did so
1: well <laughs> Keaton that let, let's just say you made me a little insecure. Okay. I'm just I'm just going to say that. Okay? No.
3: No, no, no. I was I was very hot to trot on the first one, I realized <laughs> quickly I trot. I was uh I was a little the britches were a little too big too big for me. So it just comes in
1: feeling good, you know? Quickly humbled
3: myself, yeah. yeah.
1: But you you acknowledge
3: it later. I respected that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Self-awareness. <laughs> self-awareness. Um, speaking of self-awareness, where are we at on trade talk? Is that already transpired or
2: just came in right at trade talk? Yeah, it was was perfect timing. We, we saved it because we knew you were coming on.
3: Amazing. I am ecstatic.
0: Wanted to kind of review some of the trades that happened. while. (laughs)
2: Yeah. So I, I I, I think since me and Brayden haven't got to give official comments on really anything being in Spain and the podcast, not hearing it, especially I know that Keaton maybe has heard it. Zach has for sure heard it. Um, But yeah, let's talk about the Keaton trade. The one that just blew the league on fire. Broke the league. Broke the league. Never seen the
1: chat in ESPN app used that much in that moment. Like so far, no one has used it that much as we have as a league at that moment.
2: (laughs) Brayden, do we want to give like any kind of initial reaction to the trade and what transpired? Do we just want to go really quick with it? Yeah.
1: I mean you know, I woke up from a nice little siesta and and all of a sudden the <laughs> chat is just blowing up. And I gotta be honest, I felt a little a little uh, influenced by the chat, so when I saw it, I was kinda like, oh man, this is, yeah, this is a classic Keaton fleecing. Um, but at no, at no point was I like, you know, this should be vetoed, but I was like, wow, Keaton's done it again, bravo, bravo. All right. Sitting with it a little longer, I will say, I think it is a little more even than um, it was portrayed. Not saying that mm-hmm. it wasn't a clear one by Keaton, but um, I do think he got a, had a downgraded tight end, that's for sure, at least. He felt the hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. So
2: d- does the uh, does the adjustment of the trade change your mind, or, or what, what do you think about that? I guess you- for, for me, I thought that
1: I would have – you know, for, I thought that in general the the trade should have gone as is. I don't think there should have been an uproar or an intervention or, a, you know, and that happened. But although it, I, there was an intervention, it sounds like Mitch had cold feet and shifted from seeing the chat, if if that sounds correct. So obviously that makes a difference too, because people can react and then there can be, you know, a feeling of adjustment. But, I you know, I thought that, you know, it should have gone through as is, as as it kind of did. It, obviously it's not like Mitch got a little bit of cold feet.
2: All right. Oh, I, I, like, I like both of those responses. Um, I don't think that I'm that far off from you. Uh, my initial trade reaction again, obviously Keaton won this trade, probably won this trade significantly. Uh, but when I got contacted by Zach, our commissioner, just when we were feeling out league, different league members, uh, my, I tried to justify the trade as it was and say, like, I, I wouldn't veto this. Do I think, uh, Michael Carter and whoever the other running back was for Aaron Jackson. Jones is a bad trade. Yeah, it's probably a bad trade. However, I thought Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave aren't that far off, and then Keaton gets a or Keaton gets a clear downgrade at tight end. Like going from Dallas Goddard to Kyle Pitts and luckily you have David Njoku, but like that drop off is a big drop off, especially for a championship contending team. It's like maybe you get to start Aaron Jones each week especially over Joe Mixon until Joe Mixon went for 53. But, so I, I didn't think that much of it. I didn't think the adjustment was necessary to the trade either. Um, I don't even know if it makes it better. <laughs> like, I, like <laughs> honestly, Garrett, Garrett, Garrett <laughs> Wilson's been pretty damn good. I might rather incredible. have Garrett Wilson rest a season than DK Metcalf. And yeah, we saw one more week happen, but that's just fantasy football for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I I think I might actually prefer the Garrett Wilson trade if I were the guy on the receiving end. I don't think the uproar was uh justified. I didn't think it was it was bad, but it wasn't like the next trade that happened.
3: <laughs> well before we before we start on that, um I'm gonna just call it an assault, because that's what it should be. Um it's an eye for an eye as Zach assaulted somebody. Um There was a lot of, a lot of uh, what I felt in my trade. Um, and Zach and I talked about this the, the whole Jamar Chase, DeAndre Hopkins thing played into this whole, this whole trade, right? And so, what the, the issue though is that's a classic buy low on a player that you need to perform, right? I mean, at the end of the day, Devontae Smith was coming off of a great week and Jamar Chase had four bad weeks. Like, you go and try and get those guys, you know what you have. And if you have the luxury, like I do in my roster to wait it out. Great. So that whole and then on top of that, Nuke, I mean, who saw him coming in and having, you know, 30 targets Dude, over three he, games? He, he's that's, been that's incredible.
2: That's, he's a top yeah. 10 wide receiver right now.
3: That's a great player.
2: trade at this point. Yeah, I mean, that that that
3: yeah. If you, believed it, if you believed in Nuke Hopkins, you would have taken him in the, in the fifth round, right? Like, if you thought that this was actually feasible, this amount of production, you would have taken him earlier and waited up the sixth game. So, all that being said, that parlayed into this whole trade. And then out, on top of it, Mitch put up his best week of the year after my trade that I made with him. His
1: points. best
3: week of the year. <laughs> so you did a
1: good move though you didn't have to draft popkins early you just traded it for him later so you didn't have to have him clog your roster and then and then and you, do you know who did, did, did do
2: you guys know who didn't hit in a smash mashup aaron jones Yep. yep. totally yeah. i mean
3: it's and, and again I, I fully have i have faith right i mean i traded it for him for a reason but uh gary you and i know we got deep into trade talks we're not going to talk about the exact details but this trade existed prior to it actually happening, um, in an effort to make another move. Which we had yeah, you, about. You,
2: you, you were trying to come get Kelsey, and you, you said this was two weeks ago. You said I, I yeah. could potentially offer you Aaron Jones instead of ETN. Um, and I kind of stood put that I'd like ETN over Aaron Jones, but either way, yeah, I, I've known about that trade potentially happening for two weeks. Yeah.
3: Anyways. I would love to hear reactions to any other recent trades that have happened. Um, and maybe from the person who initiated the trade, if I could ask, I mean, I would love to hear the logic without using, if we could just eliminate a few words from this, from this discussion, uh, Zach, okay. Mr. Commissioner. Um, I would like to hear nothing about Brees Hall's keeper value at all. Same, same. And then justify the trade that you made.
0: Um, the trade wouldn't have been possible without Brees Hall's keeper value.
2: That's such a, that's such, a such a league bad... gets
0: one keeper. I'll let you go. And Brees Hall is probably the best keeper in the league at this point. Um, and so I knew that Justin, who was started 0 and 7, I think he's 1 and 8, something like that now. Um, he knows that he doesn't want to get last this year and he wants to win a championship next year. And he has a lot of value in Brees Hall. And we talked on the podcast the week before, a great Bilo candidate, Devontae Adams, coming off a one point week. And I said, I will offer um I will offer Brees Hall, Adam Thielen, and Jamison Williams, another rookie, you know, league winning type guy who's been chatted about for uh the last few weeks, for uh for Devontae Adams. And I said, you know what, I if you throw in Brian Robinson like I'd, I'd probably start him this week, so I'd want him too. But I would be willing to do the trade for just Devontae Adams, and he said no right away. And I was like, oh, he didn't really say no right away. He's like, let me think about it. And I was like, well, I mean, this is if you can beat Mitch in the the last place game, and you get a chance to win a championship next year, like you're not going to make the playoffs. You're you're, you're you started zero and eight. That's that's pretty much how he looks at the rest of the season. So we, we made the trade. I got Devontae Adams, and he blows up for 30 points. That's how fantasy football works.
2: It, it is how fantasy football works. But I think, Zach, that this was a worse trade for a league. A league that's a redraft league that gets a singular keeper. I think this is a significantly worse move. And a more vetoable move than Keaton's
0: the thing with Keaton was if it was collusion or not if yep. Mitch is intentionally trying to tank his team or not like letting parody happen for the sake of apathy, like if he had given up on fantasy football as a whole, right, and he traded Keaton his running back one and his wide receiver one for two running back fours and a wide receiver two and and a tight end upgrade. That, that like if Mitch is doing this because he doesn't care about football, then the trade needs to be vetoed because of the, the you know, that we hold the league in regards. Like it's not. Right. But I, I think a lot of that was also, this isn't, we don't need to go too deep
2: into this. We can move on very quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but a lot of this for me was, it sounded like it wasn't just is Mitch colluding, but this was such a bad move by Mitch. So and that, that, that people are just like mad at the league
0: because Keaton's getting a better chance to win and taking advantage like severely in a situation. Yeah, I think, but that also but that, puts but, like the question, the integrity of the league is like, if there's one player that's getting so severely taken advantage of that, it, it it's basically it's like over colluding. and over. Sure. If it's at that level, You're then right. it's like the sanctity, like the, yeah, the balance but, of the league but, is in power. But for
2: the possibility of winning this year, your trade was worse.
0: Oh, I have a much better chance to win this year. Justin has a worse chance of winning this year, but his goal is just to not get last, and he thinks he can still do that while getting better next year. Totally. Sure. I,
1: can, I just want to add my comments here really quick. I think, to me, this overall just shows that, in general, just like – just, you know, vetoing unless it's clear collusion, which, you know, is almost impossible to prove half the time. But it's still, you know, when we start talking, throwing out veto left and right, it just can make makes people salty in general. You know, it can just make things, you know, just a lot more dicey. But I will say, like, I think 100% Zach's trade should have gone through. If he can sell the keeper value like he has, that's one of the Zach's really great trade strengths. Honestly, he's very good at doing that. And so I, I think that you know, just this to me proves. I mean, I just think all these trades should go through, but we shouldn't just be branding about veto left and right, unless we actually think it's collusion. Because, th- th- I yeah, I think it was a great trade by you, Zach. You absolutely <laughs> fleece the shit out of it, honestly. Because that oh, trade wouldn't be good I, in I, dynasty I, or in redraft, but because we had
0: the one keeper like, in somehow. dynasty, I'd rather have the Brees Hall side. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for
2: sure. And and, and I. Again, I, I want to clarify one more thing. I don't think any of these trades, any of them, Zach's trade included, should have been vetoed. Yeah, they all can be justified. I don't like the move by Justin, but yeah. yes, I can understand the move by Justin, but yep. yes. Then th- yeah. those are, those are my reactions. We can't predict
1: the happens. future. You know, we, right. these trades, we see them in face reaction, we have something, but it can totally flip one way or another. So to say, you know, one way or another, like half the time, these trades just completely flip on you.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I So my, my only comment on it is, is really from a selfish or, you know, from my standing in this whole situation, right? Because it was very publicized the trade. Um, like over the top, we, we as a league do not communicate very well with one another. Um, and this like got everybody's attention, everybody's talking about it and it's honestly created and Braden and I know this cause we were working on some three team trade where it's created this like stigma of me where there's individuals not trading with me simply like out of spite for this trade. You know what I'm saying? Like, because of everything that transpired. And that is unfair to me individually, but to, and unfair to anybody that would be in the situation, especially in a 10 team league, like that doesn't trade as is. Um, and we have some natural non traders. So there's just a lot of, I, I think what happened is unfortunate, but people need to understand moving forward that trades are not going to get vetoed first and second. Like we should, you should be more proactive in trading. If you're like, if you, you know, I'm saying like, you should be offering more trades out there. You should be trying to make your team better in any way, shape, or form that you can.
1: Don't sit there jealous and salty. Just trade better. Like just get out there and try to get more going, you know, honestly.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I did. Keaton made a great yeah. trade. So then I made a great yeah, trade. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, he has, he has you crushed it. that trade. Both- <laughs> trade. No, I, your,
3: your trade is great. And, and again, it's, 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 there's a lot of, um, personal perspective on a trade right because you like zach you and i've had this conversation over the the last two weeks how we value players is has been our biggest downfall in any trade talks we have and the value of Brees hall to me to great to garrett to Braden is he's coming off an acl injury as a running back as in his rookie year um there's no reason for them to rush him back into playing so he's probably going to be out till week four next week next year meaning that he's a Meaning he's a third-round draft pick, maybe. So now you're now your keeper value by week
0: one, more than likely.
3: Uh, Again, you're you're talking from the standpoint of like you've watched AP do it. Like I said, in our
2: text, and, and like <laughs> nine months out, like we're a long, we're a long ways away. I think the yeah. biggest thing is the
1: one keeper format, right? Where you can actually, you know, every year you can draft like a Bijan or some. There's usually some rookies that can come in and can ascend. So you can give up those keepers for next year, but you can only keep one. So it's like at the end of the day, you can replenish that. So it's not as big of a dent as it is in dynasty or redrafter.
0: You know? Right. Right. Yeah.
3: But again, great salesmanship. I, I can appreciate totally. that. I can appreciate that you got the trade done. Um, it just, yeah, it was, it was, it really flew under the radar considering the trade that happened the week prior.
0: And it happened at like 1130 right before kickoff and it, it needed to go through <laughs> and then it did. And, um, that's trade talk. <laughs> <laughs> almost we broke any, the league. The biggest trade talk of all time.
1: <laughs> so, yeah,
0: biggest. <big-ish. laughs> of course we're gone the week it happens. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you everyone for weighing in on that. But it, it's time to get into current trade talk. I wanna figure out where people value oh. players. We're gonna get into who's hired, all right? Where we do a little little trade talk, a little value check on where players are and you know what you would actually buy or sell them for. Garrett, do you wanna start us off with a guy that you wanna know the value on?
2: Yeah, I do. Uh, I think this is the perfect time to talk about your own
0: players, uh,
2: not during the Fix of the Week, even though I'd like to, but uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, dude's kind of been a beast the last few weeks in that chief's offense i mean he's getting he's getting targets on kelsey level um yeah they just got Kadarius tony but like implementing somebody into the offense that quick is crazy so juju is really breaking out
0: in that offense so he's your guy garrett are you trying to sell high no i want to buy okay but you own him i knew. i know, I, know. <laughs> I wouldn't sell him high right you now. wouldn't sell him for anything right now oh i'll sell high sure <laughs> But you would value, You think you value him higher than the general population? Yeah. Okay. So like, you would want a top tier. I'd want a top back, like tier. A Nick Chubb. Oh, no, I mean, I would. <laughs> I wouldn't be requiring a top five
2: running back in the NFL. Okay, maybe top three. Um, no, I wouldn't require that top much. Top
0: three. Uh,
2: Travis Etienne. I think that's still way a too great, high. Great, too high. Yeah, but Damian I
0: think- Pierce.
2: Damien Pierce, I think that's a good trade.
0: If you're the Damian Pierce owner, would you sell him <laughs> no. for Juju?
1: No,
0: no, no. Okay. that's still. High. But that's that's, still high. that's what you would want to sell him for.
1: Oh, he for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah,
2: that'd be a no-brainer. <laughs> of course. <laughs> no, that's no, no, but the whole thing is like you're not wanting my value of him. I want to get your guys's value of him. Okay, sure. Where, where do you guys? What, what what's a good deal for Juju right now? That I want to know that.
1: I think I it's mean, tough because I'm a little lower on him than consensus. I want to, someone that's that's you know as high as Garrett is on him to talk because I, I don't think I'd do a good... Well,
3: I own him, of course. What, what about Tony Pollard then? Because I, I know this is coming up, but Tony Pollard for Juju straight up.
2: I, I, I wouldn't do that trade. You'd rather I, I'd rather Juju. have Juju, but again, I am the Juju owner. Right, and we're trying to buy yeah. Juju
0: from the Juju owner. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, right, what else? Would I want go higher than Tony Pollard? I would. Would you take Zeke? I, no, Cordero. Zeke is Zeke is not higher than Tony Pollard. <laughs> would I mean, you guys? Would am, am I alone there? Is, is is Tony Pollard above Zeke? Everybody? Yeah. Yeah, Braden.
1: Oh, that's tough. I, I actually, I think Zeke Ooh, when he comes back
2: is going to be the guy. Still, like I the,
1: thought that was an easy runner. answer. All four. I think he's still going to be the lead runner, but he has, doesn't have the ceiling that Tony does when he's starting. Obviously, so I guess yeah, probably Pollard ball.
0: over Zeke. Yeah. Oh, so you're but, a Pollard over Zeke guy. I
1: guess. I I mean I you get I've been thinking about it more, but it's just I, I do think Zeke still is gonna have his role when he gets back. Like I don't think Pollard superseded him. Like I, I still don't believe that Pollard will just be the starter. But Pollard's really good on limited touches even. So I guess with that when you have he pretty much meets Zeke's production with the limited carries he has anyways, and then if Zeke gets hurt he starts. So I guess I I'm, I'm flipping my opinion. I'd probably go Pollard over Zeke. Alright. Well either way, let's go let's go to the next one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay well my guy was tony pollard i know that, <laughs> that is perfect <laughs> so um,
2: and tony pollard.
0: <laughs> i think if i needed wide receiver help i would sell pollard for juju but if i if i was fine at wide receiver i would try to use tony pollard to upgrade my running back position right um, but you just said as a juju owner you wouldn't even take tony pollard so yeah right i don't know you can't really get juju for tony it sounds like Yes. Um. So I, I mean, other guys that are been struggling like Mike Evans or maybe that's too high, but Tyler Lockett or I don't know
2: that Mike Evans is
0: too
1: high. You might be able to buy use Juju to buy low on Mike Evans if you think that the Bucks' offense is going to improve. No, we're awesome. talking about Tony, Tony Pollard now. Oh, sorry, Tony Pollard. Um, I think you could probably you might be able to do that. Maybe. What stuff? I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah.
3: Keaton? <laughs> We're talking giving up Mike Evans for Tony Pollard. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I'd probably hold out faith on Mike Evans. He's still a good, like, touchdown God. guy. The only issue with Tony is that he, he's a definitive backup. Like, there's no other role for him. Um, if you, if you need the receiver help, like, yeah, go, go. Like, that's a decent trade, but I think that's as close in value and like, close as you have two guys who can score three touchdowns in a game or get you zero touchdowns over three weeks. So that's
0: what you got with both of them. All right. I think we found a decent line. Um, Brayden, who's your guy?
1: So my, my guy's Joe Mixon. And, uh, hey, I have You've to say, a owner here. I definitely regret my sit last week. Let me say that. Talk about that in my face. I knew it was risky going into it, but dang, not, not five, TDs risky. <laughs> Holy shit. But, yeah,
0: back-to-back weeks where our sit of the week was the RB one running back. I'm just play. like every touchdown
1: says, oh, 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 <laughs> but no, I, I just, I think in general, my opinion is how high, if you can sell Joe Mixon high right now after that, Get as much as you can. I wouldn't. I wouldn't sell them if you are just getting what you think is the you know where you really is at, you know, just straight value. But I bet you could see just what kind of crazy offers you can get for mixing right now. So if if you get like a pretty similar tier running back plus a wide out you know, I'd I'd totally be into that. But I don't know what your guys' thoughts are.
0: Derek, I really want to hear Keaton's. Oh
3: baby,
1: yeah! If you could do that, one hundred percent.
0: What'd you say?
3: Derrick Henry, Kershaw McCaffrey, straight up. Yeah, why not?
1: <laughs> get, you know, out get out of here! <laughs> That's the worst offer I've well, ever heard. After a five touchdown, <laughs> fifty point performance, you might be able to no. pull someone in your league to do that, though. Potentially, maybe if there's someone hardy. who's struggling a little more, yeah. you know.
3: I think I think you'd be naive. Now, don't get me wrong. Five touchdowns is incredible. Um, we talked about this on the pod as well. Uh, Joe Mixon like leads the league if not if he's not top three in in like five and under the five yard line touches so although this week this last week he scored on all of them the weeks prior he's (laughs) getting he's getting the the (laughs) utilization that you could ask for like he's he's been a total of like 20 yards away from being a clear-cut rb1 like rankings wise and so his upside is there. Is he Derrick Henry? Like I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. You, would you, you trade but...
0: Mike Mike Evans with, um, with Joe Mixon to get Derrick Henry? If I, I was good
3: at receiver and Mike Evans was like a flex play, um, I would I would have that conversation.
2: Garrett, I, I'd still I'd still much rather take
0: the. Uh... Darren Henry, Henry said. said, Yeah, no question. Yeah, I mean but if you're desperate for wide receiver, is Mike Evans enough to, no. to get that downgrade? No, Mike no. Evans. No. What about what about a receiver who's doing better? Like, like who? Like Juju? <laughs> Garrett-, <laughs> Garrett-, <laughs> Garrett-, Garrett-, Garrett Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Garrett Wilson. Um
1: Is Juju surpassed Corey Davis for you, Garrett? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Duh. Loves these wide receivers. Duh.
2: Um I don't know. I would say That's
0: tough. Mari Cooper. You would Ooh. want Mari Cooper and Joe Mixon to, to get Derrick Henry. I'd go down to that probably. Yeah. That would be, a, I mean, I would definitely,
1: I think I would actually yeah, trade you know, Derrick up. Henry for Mari Cooper and Joe Mixon. I might actually do that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mari Cooper's upside is significant um, when he actually has a quarterback playing. So, I would decline that trade. Um, just being clear, <laughs> if, if that was on me on the other side, with nothing coming back on the receiver side or or some sort of kicker in in uh, you know like defense or something like that,
0: that that would be a no go for me. What if I, what if I throw in Kadarius Tony as the <laughs> you yeah. get back, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the savior. All right. All right. Well <laughs> we really you the bar. You can go and figure out the offers from there. Um Keaton, did you have anyone that you needed to talk about on the trade check?
3: Um, you know, I, I'm I think Ramondre Stevenson is like my the guy I'm I'm very much enamored with. Um it's so unique because he he plays like a, a quasi James White Damian Harris in that offense. The problem is the offense, right? Like they you just don't know, but they're always gonna run the ball. So I'm a, I'm, I'm in the mindset of buy high on him and, and let him ride you, let him ride you as your RB two, maybe RB one to the, to the playoffs. Um And the nice thing is like, he's another guy that can get you three touchdowns because they're going to run the veer or something on the, on the goal line, which is amazing. And you know, why wouldn't you want, why wouldn't you go want a guy like that? I mean, James White's won people fantasy football leagues in the past. Um, Sony Michelle was good for a while, like in that offense. So I'm just I, I I'm by high on on Ramondre Stevenson. You can never go wrong with a big body pass catching running back. No. So as far as trade value for him, I I think if you're looking at a at a wide receiver too, I think if you could somehow conceptually leverage some keeper value like an Olave. And, and make your way up there, I think that plays. Um maybe it's like Olave and Najee Harris to try and give somebody some assets. Um
2: would you do like, Joe Mixon?
3: No. That no you're getting right? you're getting the no. same production on a lower scoring
0: offense or the same amount of touches mm-hmm. in a lower scoring offense. Doing a one for one running back trade just doesn't happen.
1: And like, the risk of
0: Damien too.
3: Yeah. Samaji P. Ryan is garbage. So <laughs> <laughs> we can all agree on that.
0: Confident. Yes. <laughs> Confident. No, I, I think that's, that's a fair offer. Um, like, a a breakout young wide receiver and, you know, kind of like a, a RB three, like that Najee style, like, uh, I don't Any of those guys that they get 12 touches, but they might only get 40 yards and maybe a touchdown. Um, I think, I think you can throw the trade out there, and, and it, it could get accepted by by either side. Um, we we've gone a little bit way over time here. I just want everyone to maybe highlight for like five seconds, like a guy that you would target as a buy low or or even just a sell low. Um, Garrett, who is your guy? Uh, DeAndre Swift. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure. Braden.
1: Monra St. Brown. Yeah, I just think people are generally the owners probably a little. Sick of his latest shenanigans. You can probably get a top one for cheap.
0: Yeah, I had Leonard Fournette because a lot of people are trying to sell him, so I just you know be open to the offer because he could still be good. Should but be. He's falling.
3: Yeah, um, I'll go. I'll go. Miles Sanders. I just I think the Eagles' offense is solid. They run the ball. Uh, it, not going to get you twenty points, but he could be a, a good, decent character to to play in a rotational role.
0: For sure, for sure. But one of the main <laughs> reasons why Keaton has joined the pod here is for our "want to talk trash" segment. We talked so much trash today already. We've already got <laughs> in some good trash talk. We were we were teed up. There was a lot to cover. But uh, you two are facing off against each other in the shit dynasty league. You know, we we heard last week Jesse, uh, he's moved up to the number one spot. Keaton and Garrett are at the two and the three spot, um, but this is a big pivotal week. You know, who's going to fight for that two seed still have a chance at the one seed who's going to get kind of knocked down in the playoffs. Um, A couple of Titans matching up here. Garrett, you beat Keaton once last year. It's the only time you guys have played in the, in this league, but uh, this year, it's kind of been back and forth on uh, whose squad we think is better. Um, How do you feel about your odds this week?
2: My team has been a pretty good surprise this year. I mean, I thought I was going to compete. I had a pretty strong team. Um, right now they're, they're kind of slowing down a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm going to have confidence in myself to win this week, uh, just because I have Josh Allen. <laughs> no, he sits. might not play. <laughs> then, yeah, I might be in some trouble. That's what I'm talking about. So, um, yeah, I have a chance to win. I think it's just an off week for me. I mean, I've got hmm. some guys hurt. Got to pick it back up a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if I lost. But uh, my projection right now would be to lose. But I'm I you never know. You never know.
3: That's some
2: really good
0: trash talk. Keaton, do you got anything to say? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Garrett and
3: I have been have, have been so cordial for so many years. It's hard for us to talk trash because we know we're competitive, but we keep it very professional at the same time. <laughs> um you know, I'm. last week was an abysmal week for me. I was going up against the buzzsaw in um, Jesse uh, with a bunch of guys out. That being said, this week, my team's kind of at full strength, so we'll see what they're putting up. Um, I need to find a wide receiver two somewhere, somehow, because these guys are inconsistent. I think I got a good shot to win, um, but I, I think it's going to be a close game. It'll be a, it'll be a good matchup for whoever's going to eventually upset Jesse in the in the playoff or in the finals.
2: One of us has got to. We've got we've yeah. got to we've got to shut him down. Yeah, after his this, confidence is too it, hot. it's too hot. His confidence
3: uh, is the opposite of his
0: audio strength. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he just the well keeps getting deeper. <laughs> but I am the so. kryptonite. <laughs> I, I enhance it to about a hundred times volume, and you still can barely <laughs> yeah. hear it. Um, well, well, that said, I mean, beating Jesse in the championship is that is that a realistic goal for either one of you? Who do you who do you see has the better odds of, of coming out on top at the end of the season here? You, or Keaton Garrett. I, I think we're really close. Uh, I'm obviously going to say me
2: um, again. I have Josh Allen. Um I like I'm I'm kind of by low on DeAndre Swift right now. Uh so but I need a lot of guys a lot of guys to step it up. But I think I've got a pretty good chance of winning the league this year. The Miles Sanders trade for me was huge. Love having Miles Sanders as like my flex play each week. It's working out great. So um yeah. You got me. Yeah. Um
3: I'm just in a, in a wide receiver purgatory. That's my biggest thing. I had a bunch of guys I thought could pop out. You know, we've got Terry McLaurin who had a quarterback. We had Jerry Judy get a quarterback. Um, and they've both been a part of two of the worst offenses in the league, uh, which is really tough. But that being said, um, you know, when you've got three like star first round running backs on your, as far as their draft status goes, um, you, you look good. Like you, you've got a good shot. So with Saquon, Eckler, um, Najee, if he ever decides to play football the right way, I think I'm in a good spot to win.
0: Yeah, you just need Justin Herbert to pick it up, and then then I'll be really convinced. Man, I really <laughs> hope
2: Justin Herbert does pick it up because that would help me in the Gimme Some League, and I need it to get into the playoffs. So,
0: yeah, speaking of the Gimme Some League, I mean, you guys don't play each other this week, but Keaton, you're the one seed, Garrett. You just got knocked down to the five seed, I think, just out of the playoffs. Rough out here. Um, how do you, how do you see that shaping up for either of you this year? I mean, I, I, Go ahead, I mean, you start it I, off.
3: It, <laughs> I, I mean, I'd be lying if I told you I wasn't a bit on cruise control. To, if I'm being honest. Um, I, I'm going to casually throw up like a 125 this week with with like four players on buy, which is, which is insane. But uh, no, I, I mean, I look at people like Garrett, you know, we've had trade talks. We're trying to make it work. Garrett's fighting for a playoff spot and trying to give him the upgrades necessary. It just, it's going to and take a little to get sacrifice, a top end, right? Keaton? It's going to take a little
0: sacrifice. That's all. <laughs> I want to chime in with some stats here. Keaton's averaging one thirty-three per game compared to Garrett's one oh-three per game. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't
2: have much of a chance against Keaton this year. Mm-hmm. But, but he might, man, he, it might go down in round it, one. If this was yeah, if this was single-week playoff, um, I, I think I'd have a better chance. <laughs> um, I, I could probably beat you once, but I'm not going to beat you in two consecutive weeks. Um, you, dude, after these last two trades, your team is absolutely dominant. I think it'd be a complete shock to the league if you did not win.
0: I mean, uh, don't you. Before I made <laughs> before I made that big move getting Devonte Adams on Sunday, I was on that same train. I'd be I'd be mind blown if anyone besides Keaton wins. But I'm putting up a fight. I'm coming in for you, Keaton. You can't I appreciate escape that with zero trash talk in either the shit dynasty or the gimme some league we're, we're gonna make for the. It. you gotta make the first you gotta make the playoffs first buddy keep it keep it together <laughs> you're right you're i'm battling i'm sweating it out
1: <laughs> i never thought anybody could beat justin's team last year but i think you might have i'm trying to remember exactly but
2: it's uh man this, this, this is a better run. team than i think we've ever seen in this league <laughs> yeah, it, might, it might be one of the best teams we've ever seen
3: when I put up 170 and I didn't have one of the five players who scored three touchdowns, <laughs> that was when I knew that was That's the moment who did it for me yeah, yes.
0: <laughs> Well, talking about a special squad here, I'm going to remind you guys of an old squad member that we knew very well back in Duluth, and she's no longer uh, in the state of Minnesota. Uh, who does Jill Peterson like more between you two? Man) <laughs> <laughs>
3: Garrett's more attractive, so I'll give him that. Um, and he's a sweetheart. Um, I'm kind of a dick, so <laughs> I'll probably take myself. Though I've got two kids, which, <laughs> which makes it it makes it no, tough to argue helps. against. Yeah, I mean, like the dogs obviously help you, but. Uh, Kids just play. They just play the the hard strings. Yeah, and you've got Hill.
2: That's like that's the perfect combination.
3: That's yeah, that's true. That's true. She was yeah, she was the other half of making those children. Um, That definitely plays into my favor. So I think it's a clear cut winner. If I'm going to be honest, we could ask. Let's ask our side. No, no.
2: Hey, before you do that, Keaton, let, let me let me give you my reply. Okay, please. <laughs> this this is a clear cut Keaton winner. <laughs> At one one day, maybe in Duluth, maybe someday for a brief period of time, I may have passed Keaton. I'd like to say I did. However, right now, it is a clear cut. <laughs> This, this is not
0: where I put up my fight this week, but my time will come. <laughs> that was the second biggest accomplishment, besides marrying Vanessa for, for you, was when you passed Keaton in friendship with Jill. I remember <laughs> that fondly. All right. Um, I remember the day she told me
2: that I, I passed you in friendship. I finally. Like, like it was yesterday.
0: Like a real-time <laughs> update. Like, oh, Yo, you just passed him. Like... <laughs> Last one here before we get back to talking fantasy football. I need to know who is better at selling a Nike dual fusion with an insole? And this is where I picked up. <laughs> <laughs> he,
2: he
3: bided his time, folks. He's ready to strike. Uh, let me let me comment first, Garrett. There is no one oh, better in the world <laughs> than Garrett Duncan at selling a dual fusion and an insole. Now, I would like to put an asterisk on this, just a small one because garrett has sold and had the most returns of dual fusions known to man but those insoles baby they stay in the shoes they stay in those old shoes they go they move into the lawn lawn shoes that boy sells the insole Get the 881 credit get the ipad
2: get out <laughs> I have no rebuttal to that. I mean, that that was, that was perfectly <laughs> Why said. Why would you
1: rebuttal that? <laughs>
2: yeah, that, that, that? That was exactly how I felt about this topic. It's
0: fact.
2: It's fact. I'm the goat. I am the goat. <laughs> to this I day. To this day. With insoles.
0: Yeah, so if, if <laughs> you all finish like straight, But dual fusions alone,
1: topic. nah. Just, we had to be the insole.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and if you've got a need to just wear just some of the ugliest Trashiest Nike shoes out there. Come talk to Garrett. They get you set up with them. Get you in the soul so it Feels great. And uh, and that's what he's best at. Absolutely. Yep. Right. Well, well said, guys. Well, thanks for the the trash talk section there, Braden. Uh, are we going to pick a winner between these two for the <laughs> Dynasty League? Who's who's going to take it this week? Who made the better argument tonight? I. This is tough. I mean. What what are your thoughts,
1: Zach? Because I'm kind of I'm kind of waffling a little bit here. I'm, I'm going back and forth.
0: I mean, one guy talked crap about his team. One guy liked it. So that's obviously plus one or plus two towards Keaton there. But I don't know if there's <laughs> anything else that shifted the line along the way. What do you What do you think, Braden? I
1: was leaning Keaton. I'm going to be honest here. I think Keaton uh, came in hard. If, if this was a shoe competition, I think Garrett would have won this thing. But we're talking. Oh, he earned a lot point.
0: of points at the end there.
1: No, he did. He did. No, but uh, I, I, I'm going to give this one to Keaton.
0: I agree. I'm sorry, sorry, Garrett. But beating you lost last week, we're picking you to win this week. Um, we know let,
3: the power of this segment. Um,
0: we, we
2: do. <laughs> it's been it's, it's been all all correct, but one. I think. Yeah, and that or one, one or two off. But one was an
0: asterisk because we knew, like the fantasy guys, the listeners knew who they who the right pick was. Right, they did know. Um, they did know. That was on yeah. me. That was on me. <laughs> quick quick update before our stone cold picks the vikings play at the bills this week if josh allen is out do you think the vikings win yes or no yes yes
3: i think they win either way
0: Ooh. wow i'm gonna be the lone hater and say the vikings finally lose one here uh, even though i got my brand new justin jefferson gold rush color rush jersey here um Early birthday present, thanks to the wife. Love it. I've pretty much worn it every day. It's great. Well done, Maya. <laughs> um, it's time to get into our Stone Cold Picks of the Week, guys. Our starts, our sits, our sleepers. Last week, rough week. Um, We got to do better this week. <laughs> we Garrett, do. tell me, who's your start of the week? Tony Pollard.
2: Man, I, I, I'm very high on Tony Pollard rest of the season here. He's come in and played great. I think Zeke's gonna still get his carries. I just think Tony Pollard's gonna probably take over this offense. Um, I think it's a crazy thought because I think we thought this before many a times. Uh, but Tony Pollard's actually playing extremely well. And I don't know. I, I, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me, but I still like Tony Pollard this week because Zeke's still kind of coming back from injury. Uh, Packers aren't a great against the run. So yeah. All right. Braden, your start.
1: I'm going to go with Chris Olave against Pittsburgh. Uh, I just think that, I mean, A, Michael Thomas is is gone. Chris Olave's been the guy. And Pittsburgh's been terrible against wide receivers. So it seems like a great, just in general, a great uh, recipe for success. So I think Chris Olave's going to have a great week. Yeah,
0: great matchup. Um, it looks like we got the Irish goodbye from Keaton. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Snuck away. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Uh, he didn't make his picks, so I'll read them off as I go along here. Uh, his start of the week, Dalvin Cook, we had, had ranked 14 this week. Um, the Bills struggled last week uh, without their, their starting linebacker, and the, the Bikes have to run the ball if they want to win the game. So uh, he's got Dalvin Cook. And I've got uh, Debo Samuel. He's ranked our, our wide receiver 14 this week. And, uh, I mean, it's not a great matchup against the Chargers. This is Debo Samuel, guys. He, if he's in, you start him. Let's let's get it. Um, Garrett, who's your start of the
2: week? Um, Jamal Williams. I, I think that uh, both uh, Lions running backs are going to be a little bit worse this week. I think the going to get a, little, a few more carries as well. Um, yeah, I think Jamal Williams is kind of on the downtrend right now. But, I mean, he leads the NFL in touchdowns, or he's like two behind. So, he keeps being the goal line back; He, he, he could do well, but I think that's
0: all he's going to need to have a good week. So, so Garrett picks one Lions running back. Brayden, who's your sit of the week? <laughs>
1: I went for the other side of the committee, uh, Deandre Swift. I, I think that if there's any person they're going to give the load to it's Jamal. And so, you know, either way it's, I, I think Jamal is even a good pick, but I just think in general, they're both pretty, it's pretty tough. their ranking. I think they should be lower in general. I don't think they're going to reach their, their billing.
0: I think at least one of you is going to be wrong because <laughs> lines can run the balls, but it'll be interesting to see how that game goes at, at Chicago. Um, Keaton's sit of the week, Mike Evans in foggy London town, uh, ranked wide receiver 11 playing the Seahawks in Germany. Yeah. He's been struggling. I get it. Uh, my sit of the week, Najee Harris uh, at home versus new Orleans coming off a buy. He's ranked RB 22, but uh, you know, I, I still chose him as my sit because I own him on a team and I think I'm going to start a guy below him. So I, I sat him. you know, he was my RB two. The saints, they've got a strong run D. Um, I don't know. I want him to play well, but, I'm hedging my bets here.
1: He has to be uh, our most picked sit of the year. Yeah, <laughs> For sure. I
0: mean, this, this, is not, this has not free. been a Najee Harris pod. We, yeah.
1: we are just so anti-Najee Harris. It's personal, <laughs> too. Right.
0: It is. Uh, Garrett, who's your sleeper this week? Khalil Herbert. I think both
2: the uh, Chicago running backs are going to have a good week this week. Um, especially after what Justin Fields has been doing right now, I think that number one goal for a defense is going to be to not let Justin Fields run for 160 yards. Um, So I I think the running backs are going to have a lot better chance to run this week. I think both of them will do well. Both
0: probably score a touchdown. I think uh, they're both good plays. And so Garrett, you picked a Chicago guy. Braden, who's your sleeper of the week? Well, I'm picking a Chicago guy as well. I'm going
1: Darnell Mooney. Uh, I think, you know, it's going to be, the line is supposed to be shootout level. Vegas thinks it's going to be a shootout. So they're believing in this Bears ascension. So I think uh, Lions have been terrible against, in general, against uh, wide receivers and quarterbacks. And I think uh, Mooney is is going to have a big day.
0: I, I think your Bears picks make a little more sense than your Lions picks. But again, it's bold. Um, Keaton's sleeper this week. Rondell Moore at the Rams, or at home against the Rams. Um, yeah, I think if he's healthy, that's, that's, a, that's a great sleeper pick. And uh, my guy, Jerry Judy at Tennessee. Uh, this is kind of a matchup play that the Titans are, are ranked 30th against wide receivers. The, the Broncos are coming off a bye. I think either Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton will get a, a touchdown and have a fantasy-relevant day. But uh, I don't know. If, I don't love the pick. Um, and then last but not least, we got our, our unique pick of the week. This week we've got which wide receiver outside the top forty will score the most points this week? Okay, just a, a deep sleeper wide receiver. Uh, hit me with your answer here, quick, Garrett. Donovan Peoples Jones, Braden,
1: Wandale Robinson,
0: Keaton has Michael Hardman, and I've got Mac Hollins. Mm-hmm. I like if, it. If any of these four <laughs> just blow up, it'll feel great. Yeah, one of us is going to be right here. But all of them could suck. <laughs> all right. Um, and then we're we're almost to the end here, but we got to get through our dank flex plays. Um, just five picks. Uh, I want to highlight that last week we all did bad, but Keaton went 0 for 5. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if he's got picks this week because uh, he's off the pod. So uh, he gets to dodge that, I guess. <laughs> but Garrett, are you ready for me to rapid fire? Uh, you make your picks? Let's do it. All right. We got Seahawks at Bucks. Tyler Lockett or Chris Godwin? Tyler Lockett. Jags at Chiefs. Christian Kirk or Juju Smith Schuster? Juju. Browns at Dolphins. Donovan Peoples Jones or Jeff Wilson? Jr. Jeff Wilson, (laughs) Jr. Cowboys at Packers. Tony Pollard or Alan Lazard? Alan Lazard. Commanders at Eagles, Scary Terry or Devonta Smith? Scary Terry. All right. Braden, are you ready? I'm ready. Seahawks at Bucks. Tyler Lockett or Chris Godwin?
1: Tyler Lockett.
0: Jags at Chiefs, Christian Kirk or Juju Smith-Schuster? Christian Kirk. Browns at Dolphins, Donovan Peoples-Jones or Jeff Wilson Jr.?
1: Donovan Peoples-Jones.
0: Cowboys at Packers, Tony Pollard or Alan Lazard? Alan Lazard. Commanders at Eagles, Scary Terry or Devonta Smith? Me, Devonta Smith. All right, spicy, spicy. Uh, Garrett, you want to run through these with me? Yep. Uh, Tyler Lockett or Chris Godwin? Chris Godwin. Christian Kirk or
2: Juju Smith-Schuster? Christian Kirk. Diamond Peoples-Jones or Jeff Wilson, Jr.? Jeff Wilson, Jr.
0: Tony Pollard or Ellen Lazard? Tony Pollard. Scary Terry or Devonta Smith? got to be Devonta. Right. Thanks to the Eagles to shut down that number one wide receiver, Darius Slay. Sorry, Scary Terry. Not your week. Well, oh, gentlemen, you just came back from Spain. You brought some goodies. It's time for the munchies. Yes, oh,
2: I'm so excited about this section right now. What <laughs> did you bring back. We brought back some interesting stuff. Uh, both of them are sweet uh, because when we were in Madrid, we were walking down like just this main downtown area. That's like their like version of Times Square, and we walk into a trolley store. Okay. All they had in there were like Trolley Bright Crawler kind of snacks.
0: Yeah, just gummies from that candy.
2: Yeah. I've never seen a trolley store before. And this specific one is Trolley Popeye eyeballs. Eyeballs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, and Tanner Duncan is here as well, and he's going to have one of these with us. Hey, <laughs> well, dude, great, great I, time to join. I have no idea what these are going to be like, but they oh, are like God. eyeballs
1: we've waited so long to try this we got this like the uh, first stop oh yeah dude. we had the girls try it before us oh this is like wet <laughs> what the
0: fuck this is <laughs> a wet eyeball all right <laughs> Are we doing this? How I get this out of here
1: do we do a countdown for this do you this? have one yeah i got it ready Three. Yeah, let's two, one.
0: Y'all, dude, (laughs) it like explodes in the middle. It's like a giant gummy marshmallow with
1: like a really good sour center. Yeah, dude, (laughs) dude,
0: that was phenomenal. I love it, dude. It's really
1: good. I've just never
0: had it's anything so like it. That is very good.
2: The flavors are <laughs> on point.
0: That. At the trolley store in Spain. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> what a great find! I feel like I should buy these online to like have other people try them. There's to on, sell there's there's, To distribute them. Guys, here. there's only four in a pack. <laughs>
2: <They're> <laughs> that's huge. Those, that's good. Like I couldn't believe how much it was to like, take this in one bite. (laughs) These would be 25
1: cents in a, in a little gumball machine or something like. All
2: right. Those are are pretty solid. Those are really really freaking good. Those are
0: really good. It was the most Um, unique
2: gummy experience
1: I've ever had. Should
0: should we rank this? Yeah, I guess we haven't done done a great job of ranking lately, but uh, (laughs) let's get back into it here, guys. Do we want to rank them? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Why not? We gotta.
1: We gotta. We gotta rank them.
0: All right. This was the, uh, the <laughs> trolley, trolley pop eye. <laughs> trolley pop eye. Um, if you want to give us a
2: score on the, on the candy scale? Yeah, the candy scale. <laughs> it's like a. Ooh, it's, it's pretty good. It's like an eight point eight. Eight point eight. All right. I, it's really good, but I, it's just too large of a piece.
0: It's so big.
2: <laughs> it takes too long to eat. <laughs> Like if bringing. there was a pack of like forty of them and they were half size. <laughs> right? Yeah, now
0: we're another one. Yeah. <laughs> then it's then up. Then, it's <laughs> like so much. Like it's so extra. Yeah. <laughs> um, what'd you and give it, Garrett? Madrid he gave it an eight point
2: eight. Oh, the blast in the middle. <laughs> the blast was. Yeah, bomb. That, that that was.
0: Like good. I could
1: have one one Popeye a night, you know what I mean? It's like the like the yeah yeah. Right. <laughs> I
0: cannot <laughs> are not, <did> not gonna <laughs> eat all four in one sitting. No,
1: it's <laughs> so rich in a way, but it's so much. I I would give it like an eight point five. I think that's
0: that's a pretty good rating. I think. Uh... I think you guys are giving it a little too high. It's delicious. I'm <laughs> going to go with the 7.0. That's, 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 actually, that's actually fair. I, no. I got Tanner, you're the guest. What do you want to give this?
2: Eyeball. It's a 9.4. I mean, Whoa! Oh!
0: Not a hater. He's a lover. He's a truther. And, Garrett, do we have another candy dialed up right next? We do.
2: We've got the Trolley Bright Crawler Sour right Octopus.
0: Quick. I had three Popeyes, you guys. It <laughs> sounds like he might eat them. Okay, uh, these are yeah, just sour octopi. Yeah, we're okay. gonna try them. Oh, here we go. This is like
1: a
3: tropical octopus.
0: It takes more to chew. <laughs> it, it does take more to chew. Um,
2: but it is good. It's, no, it's it's totally, def- it's not as good as the Popeye.
0: <laughs> it's a classic gummy worm, but like a little harder.
2: Right. Um. I would give that like a seven, two. 7.2.
0: point two. Eh? Okay. Braden, mm-hmm. you want to give it a score? The thing is, I might take it over a classic Trolley Bright
1: Crawler, but I think I'm lower than most on Trolley Bright Crawlers. Like classic. Okay. There's some really good Trolley Bright Crawlers, but. I give this is like
0: an 8.2. I mean, anything that's trolley and gummy worm flavored, it, it baselines at like a 6 or a 7. Like, how do you get worse? True. Um, I think that this is just slightly worse, and I'm going to give it a 6.9. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Um, Tanner left us. <laughs> yeah, he might be back. Yeah, he might. Um, are we going to try one other snack here? Oh. I think we have to. Yeah, yeah we're we're guys. Got, we've got enough
2: snacks. Um, so about, about what we're about to eat, these are Lay's Layers, yep, they're, these are sour cream and onion, okay. Lay's Layers in general. We had these at the house, we had a bunch of snacks to try, mm-hmm. we chose, no, let's not try that on the pod, we don't know if it's look gonna be that good. good, and we had one, <laughs> and it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And that was just the original, so now we've got the sour cream and onion.
0: Yeah, the last one was the four cheese queso, and and I would say that we'd recommend that. Absolutely. But yeah, we got sour cream and onion, Lay's Layers. Let's pop the bag. Here you go, baby.
2: These are going to be good.
0: All right, let's eat it.
2: I'm not sure how to rank these yet. Yeah. They're not an immediate ten or anything. No, no, no.
1: I will say I like the other flavor more.
0: Agreed. I agree.
1: It's not like any sour cream and onion I've ever had.
0: No. Which makes me want more. Like, I would rather have regular sour cream and onion chips than these. There's just not enough of that, like, uh, tangy sour cream and onion flavor that you're used to tasting.
1: It's almost it's kind of earthy in a way.
0: Yeah, a little earthy. <laughs> That's the perfect way to... Gonna... <laughs> yeah. if, you're, if you're a big truffle fan, maybe these are the...
1: We're also a restaurant critics. Stay tuned for that pod.
0: <laughs> well, a little bit of a letdown to finish on. But, I mean, the texture is really good. You just want to keep eating more. They're so mm-hmm. light. You just keep, keep popping them back. I want it to be, yeah, I want it to be more. I want the flavor it's to be like, better. I could want to go. It's the texture that's carrying it, and that's never what you want in a chip. It's never so. what you want. <laughs> I agree. Uh, you want to hit us with a score? Ooh. Um, those are like a three, eight. Honestly, uh, so
1: that's, that's probably a pretty good line. I should probably give it like a, yeah, like a, a four.
0: You said a three eight Garrett, mm. and Braden says a four. Yeah, we're we're right in the ballpark. I'm going three point three. It's just just a, a massive letdown in the in the chip department there, but it was so good to have you guys back. We got to talk football. We got to talk drama. Um, we had uh, Keaton here. We had Tanner join us for a snack. <laughs> Popeyes get back, and we we you got. these? Like, um, yeah, we got a lot of. Uh, Good stuff to, to go down the finish here. I mean, the fantasy season's coming to an end. we got a playoff push ahead of us. We've got key moves, trade deadlines, things to maneuver. So uh, there will be no shortages of, of fantasy talk here. Tanner, any any last input on the chip quality here?
2: Delicious. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gary the Yeah. <laughs> Happy to be back. Can't wait for the rest of the season. It's gonna be fun. If I eat that eyeball.
1: I feel the exact same way. It's uh I feel like we're hitting our stride here and we're
0: ready for a great finish. I need to see some championships out of us, so. Good good luck, gentlemen, and uh until then, uh later dudes. Later, dude. Later.